The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Democrats were re-elected in two out of three close Virginia congressional races Tuesday. As Ben Pavier with VPM News reports, Democrats flipped all three seats in the 2018 midterm elections. Democrat Abigail Spamberger edged out Republican Yesley Vega in Virginia's 7th Congressional District, which reaches into the outer suburbs of Washington, D.C. The former CIA officer cast herself as a pragmatic politician willing to work with Republicans. She extended an olive branch to Vega supporters in her victory speech. Tonight we must recommit ourselves to the cause of our country, to the communities we live in, and to our neighbors, whether they align with us politically or not. In Northern Virginia, Democrat Jennifer Wexton also won a third term, edging out Hung Cow. But Republicans did flip the seat of Virginia's most vulnerable Democrat, Representative Elaine Luria. She lost to Republican State Senator Jen Kiggins in the 2nd Congressional District in Hampton Roads. Ben Pavier, VPM News. Some voters in the city of Richmond and Chesterfield County faced issues while trying to cast their ballot. Jad Khalil from VPM News has more. Commissioner of Elections Susan Beals told reporters about the issue Tuesday. In those localities that have had issues with their electronic poll books, they have switched over temporarily to their paper poll books. She emphasized poll books are not voting machines, which count votes. They are a list of voters registered in a precinct. Some voters found they weren't in electronic poll books when they came to cast their ballot. Beals said the issues were because the electronic poll books are new for this election. So there's a little bit of a learning curve for some of our workers at the precincts to get those operating correctly. Richmond's General Registrar Keith Ballmer said he instructed all precincts to use the paper version as a precautionary measure. Jad Khalil, VPM News. It will probably be next week before we know how many Virginians registered the same day they voted, and there will be a slight delay counting the votes of people who registered on Election Day. Susan Beals is Virginia's Elections Commissioner. Those folks who vote same-day voter registration are voting a provisional ballot, so all of those ballots are going to go back to the registrar's office where they will be considered um, and then voted on by the electoral board at the provisional ballot meeting. Provisional ballots become especially important in close races. If there are enough waiting for certification, candidates might wait to concede or declare victory. Chippenham Hospital closed its neonatal intensive care unit last week. The unit, which had room for 15 newborns, merged with the NICU at Johnston Willis Hospital six miles away, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. Premature babies born at Chippenham who need intensive care services will be transferred to Johnston Willis. That's led to some concerns about mothers being separated from their newborns. Advocates are also worried about access for low-income patients. Johnston Willis is located further away from South Richmond and local bus stops than Chippenham. Several shipping companies in southwest Virginia are adding electric trucks to their fleets. Camrat Logistics, based in Withville, is one of them, and currently the company's testing electric Volvo trucks in a short 10-mile route, according to Cardinal News. Colin Peel, the company's founder, said trucks run about 20 hours a day and are charged twice. 
diesel trucks can go about 600 miles without refueling. The North American Council for Freight Efficiency said last year that the U.S. and Canada can convert more than 5 million trucks from fossil fuels to electric without disrupting shipping, according to Canary Media. After a Tennessee-based abortion clinic moved across state lines into Virginia, the city council in Bristol, Virginia, passed a resolution designed to restrict abortion access by updating the city's zoning laws. As Megan Pauley reports, Bristol isn't the first locality to restrict abortion access through zoning, and they likely won't be the last. Jamie Lockhart at Planned Parenthood points to local Virginia efforts to restrict abortion through zoning starting in 2011, when lawmakers created trap regulations or targeted restrictions for abortion providers. They created these building requirements, things like the widths of hallways and how many parking spots they needed to have, and restrictions, again, that weren't based in health or science. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned, Bristol isn't the only Virginia locality to bring up zoning-based abortion restrictions again. Two other localities in southwest Virginia also recently passed similar resolutions. Victoria Cobb with the Faith-Based Family Foundation says they won't be the last. There are actually localities in other places thinking about it, so we'll see what actually formulates. Meanwhile, Cobb anticipates legal challenges. Megan Pauley, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.